And what do you know? I'm back. I'm back. I know I've been gone. Uh, real life personal duties have gotten in the way. So for those of you who don't know, who just, you know, happened to find us now or found us at episode 10 versus episode one, is this is a labor of love uh, and insanity. And uh, sometimes you go into fugue states and you have to walk away. Uh, I kind of, uh, as you'll come to know me, uh, there are points in time when the most important things in my personal life that I cannot stop because I have a momentum to keep and people I'm sure can respect that, that if we do not keep our personal momentums, what good are we to the rest of the world? So I had to throttle off rabbit holes for a couple weeks. I feel bad for it. I do. I really. And this is even coming out late uh, and later than usual, but I have to get my shit together because I'm back on this week and we're going to have... More politicians. Uh, it's going to be amazing. We'll talk about that in a bit. But, uh, yeah. So, I and, and I'll talk about why I've been gone. You guys know I work in the movie business, and I'm going to talk about what I can talk about that's not, you know, NDA deniable. All right. So, with that being said, let's get back into it. I missed you guys. All right. So, we got announcements. There is a job fair coming to the QKC, October 15th, 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. So if you like one job, come on and get one, bro. All right? Uh, you can connect with hiring managers from top companies all over the island. I wonder, hmm, what kind of cool jobs could be there? Ooh, I wonder. You know what? It's close enough. It's close enough. I wonder if we could get in on that and hire some. Would you like a job in a movie? We'll talk about that later. All right. So coming to Pro Arts. Whoa, so there's this crazy thing called White Rabbit, Red Rabbit. No director, no rehearsal, different actor every night, okay? And it's going to be starting It's going to start a little later in the month, uh, just after uh, Sex with Strangers just wrapped, and then we got another weekend of uh, White Hawaiian with Eric Gilliam, which, by the way, great show. Check it out. I still need to get him on the show. We've been distracted. More me than him. I really just have to call the guy. He's like, oh, come on. Anyways, but uh, you can see amazing performances, one night only, because it's going to be a different actor every night. We got Keegan Otterson, Hoku Paval, Jonathan Yudis, Dale Button, Kathy Collins, and so many more. Tickets are 25 to 35 bucks. You can get them at ProArtsMaui.com or call the ticket office at 808 Four six three six five five zero. Oh, felt kind of good to do some announcements. I needed that in my system. I missed it. I missed all of you. I swear I did. You know what? But those two weeks, they were beautiful. You know, they were so beautiful that like it, it was it was my mental health day period. You know, like I couldn't do a mental health day on air like we did with Sarah because I think like I need someone to take me on that so maybe maybe when Sarah's free someday she can come back for just the mental health days and help us out but she is whoa she is busy she's out doing auditions for Chicago she's working on some top secret movie which maybe we'll get her on to talk about said top secret movie and uh she's actually uh an amazing producer and she's producing some cool stuff that's coming to uh akaku next year so 
We'll talk about that, too. We'll talk about that, too. Got to talk, you know. But we got to talk now about the local news. So, um, personally, I feel the biggest thing that's like, you know, let's start with positive vibes. Uh, Maui County is starting a program that will allow the homeless to sleep in their cars overnight in a parking lot. Okay. You guys don't realize how good of a thing this is and why this needs to continue. Tertiary spaces are important, especially now in a extremely corporate world where, like, most of the bleeding heart of corporations has all but disappeared. So long gone are the days that you could just safely loiter in a parking lot without being judged. And so uh, for all my homeless peeps out there, uh, hey, now there's a parking lot, which is good. And uh, this has proved to work really well on the continent. You know, as someone who worked in homelessness in California, you know, um, it was a weird thing from time to time dealing with different counties just because it's a big enough state. So it's like some parts of the state you could see how indifferent they were towards the homeless, how proactive they were with the homeless, or how much they hated themselves so they took it out on the homeless. And and it varies by degree. And I even see it in the reactions on Facebook and Instagram about this, on all the other news channels, you know, because I like those. And sometimes I talk in those. You should talk in them, too. We should be having these conversations, not only with me yelling through your speakerphones, but uh, you yelling at the newspaper, too, you know? And so these tertiary spaces are very important. So for those of you out there that are privileged enough to say that you got one roof over your head, um, as we approach the holiday season, let's already get in that mood to think of those who have less than us or need a leg up. I'm glad that this is happening towards the holiday season, so more people will be inclined to it. Uh, I know it's not officially holiday season, but like we're like 12 minutes to like pumpkin spice midnight. And so at that point, like, I mean, shit, I saw the, the w- there was a Costco picture recently. I don't know if it was Oahu or Maui. I don't go to Costco. Not my bag. But, uh, bro, like, there's already Christmas trees and Costco's in this country right now. What is wrong with us? What is wrong with us? <laughs> but uh, consumerism aside, let us use the joyous thoughts of this season to give back to each other. So I will activate that part of Christmas now. The season of giving starts now. The season of looking out for each other starts now. And maybe we can carry that through so long that Christmas just starts on January 1st. And then I can have an excuse for that. Uh, for those of you who don't think that's possible, you should go to Chicago. They have a beautiful 24-hour Christmas station that is probably one of the most highest-yielding you know, FM stations in the country still. Uh, they also do have like a 24 hour Celtic channel. I don't know how that one works, but then again, they got the community for it. So yeah, it works. Um, yeah. So <laughs> tangent aside, when stepped in a rabbit hole after leaving another one, but more to the point, now that I've distracted you, uh, candidate follow-ups are starting this week. Uh, I am, Excited to say that I'll be starting with uh, Keanu Rollins-Fernandez. She was an amazing person to talk to. I know it's kind of out of order, but I kind of want to set a tone. Um, And uh, incumbency, I think, sets like a certain type of tone to talk about. And you can get into some tougher questions because she's got one foot in the weeds and one foot in the campaign. Um, So I think we're going to cover a lot of ground, and it's going to be fantabulous. So... Make sure to check that out. 
and there might even be an extra. Like, I, I'm feeling that, like, at this point, it's for those who make time, especially since I realize that in, like, the weeks to come, I'm not going to have every day of the week to be calling these guys. Like, I'm going to try that because I realized how hard it was to, like, even attempt the whole, bro, now I know why others that have tried before me have discontinued, okay? But I was soldier on. I know my place in the puzzle. My place in the puzzle is just Maui. I got too big for my britches. I mean, yes, we will be talking to people on other islands. We will be talking about state matters. But you know what? We need to get our shit together first in the hometown, bro. All right? So, with that being said, let's just work on the message of Maui. That's that's my that's my way of just hunkering down, changing a little bit of it. Yeah, well, we'll have a reason to bitch about governors and stately peoples at other times, especially since there are some of those people running for office in Maui that we will have to vote about. And uh, don't worry, I won't go as like crazy boring as I was trying to make that uh, that voting measure seem exciting. But you know what? I wanted to say it then before I came back because now we're going to hear other people repeat it so you have understood that you had your opportunity to check it out that I read it out loud to some degree I did put a lot of my personal opinion on it but it's like it's yes down the line bro all right unless you say no and then you want one of the alternates and the alternates aren't that bad so I would concede that at least if you needed to like say two no's they would be followed by two yeses uh so you would just have more work why put more work on your plate let's just make this easy bro let's expedite that all right I'm lobbying you all right and that's the small thing that we need to talk about here before we uh we uh roll off into the world is that uh, y'all didn't come to vote enough all right, and I know it's midterms, and I know it's it's also you know it was it was primaries, and not that many people show up to primaries, but like, man, I wish y'all would. I mean, we're kind of dealing with a problem here. I mean, most of America is broken to a degree, not just because people don't show up and vote, but you don't realize what happens in that power vacuum when you don't show up. Lobbyists get more say. This isn't just people not showing up at the ballot box. This is people not showing up at City Hall. This is people not showing up at their local campaign speeches or they're like even if it's someone that you don't like, maybe you should consider going, you know, to the other side and checking it out. Especially since a lot of these campaigns are nonpartisan folks. So just because you think someone's a Democrat or a Republican, you need to shake that away. Because if we're gonna take care of Maui, we need to put that aside. So with that being said, we need to cover all of these materials, get to know all of these candidates, and really talk about what's important for Maui. I think I've said enough about that. Unless, wait, no, doubling back. Uh, the whole not voting thing. Just one more thing before we move on. Lobbyists. This is why. Because I was talking about lobbying earlier. Now I've gone tangential on it. I know it's a little crazy. and It's, just, it's like having that Portuguese cousin sitting next to you in the car that's what i'm here that's the service i'm really providing am i really telling you the news am i telling you something that you don't know or do you just need a crazy voice in your head to confirm it with you that's my job so just you know i'm riding like private malone in your car <laughs> for the one percent of you that got that i appreciate you um 
but you've been kind of replaced when you don't show up in civically engage if you don't know what the candidates are doing or what the candidates are saying or how you can put your boots in the ground your hands in the dirt the elbows to the grease if you will all right so if you can at least do one of those small handful of things good on you if you can do two of those i want to shake your hand one day because i feel that that's like that's more than most people do because sometimes people show up and engage, but then they don't show up to vote. No, seriously. It happens. Uh, the other problem is there's a lot of people that are just, they're not voting across the districts. When there are more powerful voting groups that are lobbying people to vote across the districts, you got to look out for the rest of the island. So make sure that you're taking care of each other by voting on sections of the ballot that you think don't pertain to you, but they actually do because it's a council. Okay, why would you just vote on one person when you had the opportunity Man, got to do it. Like, I feel that that's, like, the fastest way to turn Maui into the next Wakanda, I'll tell you that. But that's enough madness for me on the matter. All right. So, in the world, what do we got going on? The queen, queen of England, has just passed away. King Charles III assumes the crown. You know, and I think that this is... It's kind of an odd place because she, as a person, by all understanding, was, like, 80% pretty cool as far as, like, you know, people go who have 96 years of hyper-political monarchical history. So, with that being said, her as the crown, a lot of people are still, the internet is a buzz. Native Twitter, Black Twitter, pretty much anything that's been colonized. Because, folks, we do have to face the fact that, like, every four days there is a freedom from Britain holiday somewhere in the world. Think about that. Think, I mean, we have one. <laughs> we have an accidental one. Think about that. We had to claim independence when we were out of the country. <laughs> like, we just celebrated La Hoi Ho, yeah. <laughs> but think about that. So, I mean... Should I say anything terrible about the queen herself? No, but the, the monarchy, the colonial imperialism that it represents, and we hope that changes as the crown moves from one head to another, which, I mean, Charles is a bit of a fuddy-duddy because who the hell trades in Princess Di for Camilla? Bro, bro, I've been wanting to say that since, like, the day it happened when I was a kid, but I was afraid that everybody would look at me weird uh, as a child that age. But, you know, no. I mean, I grew up watching it on a wooden TV. I saw it all happen. Um, and and I got to say, like, that kind of guy takes the crown. I don't see much shifting. But him getting the crown so late, I mean, the responsibility could kill him. He hasn't had a job his entire life. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, that's probably about as as bad as I'm gonna go against any of them. The queen, queen, I'm gonna keep the queen off limits. But if I've got something to say about uh, Charlie Boy Ant, uh, it's gonna happen. <laughs> He's got it coming, bro. I mean, seriously, like Princess Diana was pretty boss people, like, and then like, dude, how do you just like? That's like trading in a Porsche for a Pinto. Who does that, man? Who does that? <laughs> Not any one of us. 
but you know how how does the crown moving forward recognize the continuing conversation especially in this past year like everybody's finally like i think this is the era of of the indigenous you know like i mean i can't i can't knock people who don't know their history and then you know also like that's kind of the virus that is american growth is that you get completely gentrified and missing of your heritage and culture that you're now this corporate consumer culture you know and i think that that's why like people don't want to get political because they've got nothing to fight for i mean they've got the netflix and the disney plus it's coming with ads on everything now <laughs> i mean but hey even yours truly has to pay the bills somehow <sighs> but what do we say about the doctrine of discovery um you know, it's a touchy subject in the fact that it established that non-Christian nations were able to be taken advantage of because they weren't Christian nations. So, and in a lot of places, in a lot of cases, we just, we accepted it or we put it on the table or we're like, oh, hey, uh, when these guys come over, make sure to put up the crosses. Or, and that's kind of the case. I mean, I I really do accept any belief system that most people have as long as it's not the earth is flat <laughs> uh but by all means if you are spiritual faithful people that's cool um i definitely like i got off the catholic kool-aid at a very young age uh my mouth got me into trouble who'd have thought <laughs> but i digress but you know for my case a lot of it really had to do with like why are we catholic or christian or you know like i think in any case like not to sound like that's the craziest idea on the planet but like you really like i think the only two clean choices of like living religion still intact i mean like i don't even know if i get down with buddhism because that's got some dark parts too but then like i don't know I wouldn't like want the extra um, weight of the world that would come with Judaism because that's already like those people got just as much hard as we do. No, bro. I don't need extra hard on my plate. So uh, I'll pass. Pass on that one. But <laughs> I'm not just like passing on a responsibility because I have other responsibilities anyways. But like I really feel the the core of my atheism comes from the factor of just like why why were we christian to begin with because it was forced upon us it was it was literally gun to your head scenario we we can convert you or we can set your country ablaze a very old testament status and even some of the new testament was like that so you know people kind of forget that like you know pre-1900s like there, there was an like if you had an excuse to go on a holy excursion and kill you something you you could do it if you were like a white landowner in that time it was like the wild west was wild for a fucking reason like the world i mean not to completely like overtly put you know ancient history in a greater light than recent history but like i would think on some kind of cosmic scale the shit-tastrophe that was the past, like, 250 years of, like, American slavery, genocide, and just steamrolling over people combined with British, French, and Spanish colonialism uh, at all across the world. Uh, yeah, no, it, it's, man, 
I mean, there's there's a clear like two and a half century marker where if time travel was possible one day, that's the period you don't go to. Like that's my thoughts. So on our divergent note of the day, our actual rabbit hole would have to be the time travel factor, and I'd I'd have to explain to you like this, bro. There's there's got to be a map before we go time traveling. One, we'd have to figure out like how to properly time travel. But two, if we can make it into a service, like there would have to be like a time traveler's green book. I am not. I'm lying, bro. And it, I mean, it would go different for everybody, depending on where you are in the world, or you know. So like, even be like, white boys, do not go here from this year to this here BC, <laughs> you know. Or like, if you use a homie, uh, stay out of this hood until like 1200, <laughs> and then get out of it in 1425, fast. <laughs> uh. So uh, on a continued note, I guess. Um, the Interior Department of the United States announced uh, recently that it uh, completed the removal of the slur squaw from federal place names after announcing a review. Like, it took us how long? Well, then, I mean, it really took getting a native girl into the office for them to actually, like, so good on you, Deb Haland. But, like, the fact that, like, there are, what was it? 600 places that use the word so like how many people in this country would be upset if there was even like 10 places that had the n-word as a street name no you don't even want to think about it i don't want to think about that world and there probably were i wouldn't be surprised like way back has when uh in the pepperidge farm days <laughs> that there probably were but um but the fact that, that like I mean, we still have people getting butthurt about, you know, changing sports teams' names, you know, or the fact that they can't wear their crazy knockoff party city headdress and chop the air and ululate or whatever they want to do. It's, I mean, I don't think they realize in what aspect it was taken and then it became offensive, you know, and I think that that's like the hardest part. It's not just this word. It's the awareness of like there's there's a lot of like we gave up on 40 acres and a mule a long time ago, folks. So really what we're aiming for in reparation is let's just equalize the board. And for those of you that don't realize the board is yet to be equal, try to put yourself in someone else's shoes and understand their life on more than just you thinking, oh, my God, they've got an iPhone, so why are they complaining? And it's like, bro, you've got three choices of phone, and they're all $1,200. You might as well take the nicest one, okay? It's an investment. It's like a fucking car these days, okay? So don't don't be getting on people about their choice of their car, their choice of their phone. Uh, you know, maybe you should go home and look into their fridge and recognize that they probably don't even subscribe to streamers. They're probably still stealing it off their, like, neighbor's neighbor's friend that they got a passcode from once and they never changed it. <laughs> Especially with how low those Netflix numbers be getting. I, dude, everybody is sharing them these days, okay? So unless y'all got caught into a Black Friday deal for Disney Plus everything, seems how, you know, most people didn't recognize that Disney Plus was creeping up silently as hulu the entire time and figuring out the game so it's just like guys like there's there's no uh -uh. anyways so tangent aside uh, streamer wars a whole nother day but like put yourself in a position like 
actually understand them. Ask them what their costs are. Maybe even you should just sit down and be like, bro, if I was just starting out in this world, what would it be like? The equity gap is huge compared to way back when. You know, we, I mean, I joke, but it's sadly true. Like, PA me made more than production coordinator me made all the way up through covid <laughs> i mean and 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 for those of you not in the hollywood speak that's like being a hostess at 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 denny's you know just handing out like putting people at tables and getting them their drinks and that makes more than being like a regional manager for denny's <laughs> uh yeah because that's about where it was at so like uh you know i have to say that like I mean, I lived kind of a better high life in my 20s. And so I can only imagine how hard it is for kids in their 20s now since, like, the hustle game kind of had to overexplode in their generation. I mean, seriously, like, you have to have two jobs and then at least, like, some kind of influencer-level thing just to pull in a couple hundred ad dollars a month. Yeah, no, I'm kind of like, dude, we're all in it. I get it. I'm here doing it too. It's crazy, but in, and to some degree, but at least I'm doing something that I like. And I hope you all choose to do something that you like as you sell your skin on the internet. Um, but there, there is a huge equity gap and you know, I, I feel it for the youth and we're going to figure out some ways to get you guys up on that, which like I said, uh, more to come later on the conversation about if you like one job, bah, I get you on. Okay. Uh, but that aside, uh, let's kind of, let's just cover up our last little bit of, uh, the continental, uh, news. I, I, I mean, we got to bring this up because if it's not being brought up enough, like people aren't going to go looking for another Republican choice. Cause I'm frankly tired of people still saying, is Trump going to run in 2024? No, dude, seriously, for all the things that he, he, <laughs> Whether or not he's going to get charged with anything, the overwhelming amount of evidence, even compared to people that he swore there was more evidence on, yet there never was, or that things like we've gone chasing bones that don't exist because this guy is just a constant liar. And now he's under scrutiny for having classified documents and then like using the lame duck excuse oh well, i, I kind of made those unclassified so it's okay and it's like bro that's the, from what they're saying it's not something that you could just unclassify and it's okay and leave sitting around at some fucking golf resort in florida all right i mean so the raid a mar-a-lago like in the meantime until we get more on January 6th events, like, I'm going to be covering either this or that, or that or this. So this, it turns out, <laughs> information about a foreign country's nuclear capabilities was reportedly among the classified documents seized by the FBI when it raided in August. So, you know, the world joked about this as a problem when he took office. I mean, shit, I was, what was it like? I think Vanity Fair covered it, like Vice News covered it. Like they were just like the, all the hundred days articles and just watching the fact that like he kept the nuclear football like right there with him in the beginning just to be like dictator level. Like, look at me. I have 
compromat on the world, the finger on the button, like that. You know, it's like, it was so fucking, like, Kremlin-trained lackey junk just to just, like, flex his power, to have some, sadly, like, I, I felt bad for that guy. Like, I really did. But to know that, like, that's how lazy, like, the nuclear football situation was in the beginning of his presidency, like, how many of those things were probably just, like, left there back then? How many things were sitting around for, like, two, three, four years of his entire presidency, just anybody could have just walked in like a maid, okay? And it's not like he actually, like, checks, does background checks or vets anybody because he really likes underpaying people. So he'll tell like, people of a certain, you know, uh, archetype in America, you know what I mean, uh, you know, immigrants who have not naturalized yet and because you know they can get the work they can take it but they're compromisable and people don't realize that it's not their fault but they're in a sticky wicket the second that they're putting like dude you're the maid to the president and you know or you're the so-and-so that like sweeps the room cleans the bathroom like those are the most easily targeted people in espionage to break because their life again back to equity it's just so easy to just like put the screws on them so, like, it's not a safe place to be leaving stuff like that. But, like, we joked about this when he took office. And it, it's ridiculous to think that Trump would consider this a non-item since he spent his initial campaign chastising Hillary Clinton's record-keeping. I mean, how the emails. I mean, and they still chant, lock her up, for the one single item. Like, he's taken that one item to hell and back, yet we have how many? Like, I run out of fingers and toes. I'm sure you have, too, unless you have extra. And even then, you'd be out. <laughs> but so between this and his conflicts of interest in using the office to gain business, whether or not he gets charged, the American public needs to turn away from him and focus on a better Republican candidate. Like moments like this, I want to just go back in time and get a young buddy Romer and hope that we have a chance, <laughs> but I'll certainly be looking for a better candidate myself and hopefully we can find one together. And yeah, that can be kind of our journey when we're not like, Ugh, commiserating about Trump Republicans, but uh, you know what? Let's change that note and move forward. So uh, here's a little ditty about our good friends in Newsly, and I'll be back with the entertainment. Moving forward. We live in a fast-paced world where many people are too busy to sit down and read books or news articles. But thanks to Newsly, you can now listen to the news you wish you had the time to read. By utilizing AI technology, a natural human voice reads you the news, helping you grasp the information faster and more efficiently. Newsly provides the latest news updates 24-7, letting you browse articles from topics you choose. It even has podcasts, including ours. And listeners of Rabbit Holes can get their first 30 days of premium for free, allowing you to enjoy an ad-free experience by using the special promo code in our episode description. So download Newsly today for free on iOS and Android or visit www.newsly.me so you can stay updated on the things that matter to you. Moving forward. back and you know what i did watch a few things while i was gone i had a little bit of extra time 
And, you know, it's just like eventually at the end of the night, you're going to watch something. Um, so I did get in some time for myself. And then I did sneak in like a classic because we got to talk about it, don't we? Anyways, so first, Lord of the Rings, Rings of Power. Okay, so as a Cimmerillion freak, as someone who enjoyed uh, even the extended cuts for as long as I was to sit through that, man, that was like a whole nother time and place. I almost forgot that whole experience until now. I got extended edition PTSD. Uh, no, 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 that's a joke. Sorry. Um, but um, it's it's not a Jackson joint, okay? So, like, for those of you that were like, oh, Peter Jackson again. No, guys, it's not. But even if it was, I would have watched it again. But uh, I got to say that the the style of it leans more towards, like, the the source material in most elements and then it kind of has like kind of like that same stylization to a degree of like the animated hobbit movie if you recall that one uh i really liked uh the elven graveyard with the trees it was beautiful it was probably the like best like representation uh that I, like i could imagine i really like that like i mean most of the uh, Elf stuff kind of like the village and everything kind of looks akin to previous versions. So I will have to say that when it comes to like landmarks and like period styles and usage to like architecture and things like that. I mean, it's it's pretty damn close because like, I mean, most of the materials are going to be the same per the source material. So uh, that aside, uh, I guess some people are up in arms that they got brown people in the show. Dude, bro, get over it. Um, it's, it's, it's fantasy. Like I, we really want to get on this. Like, and I will have to say that like the best defense on that, if anybody asks you like, what do you think about, you know, Harfoots, whatever, bro. Okay. You want to get mean on something? Why don't you getting excited about the fact that like the women dwarves don't have beards? Huh? 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 Okay. Because in them, there are hills, the men are men and some, to a degree or so of the women. But, uh, yeah, they have long, luscious beards, and I don't see y'all complaining about that. But then again, you know, fanboys are sexually repressed enough to be weird about hair, so they're probably just like, oh, yeah, I'm glad they're not. <laughs> Stupid politicization of art aside, um, I will have to say that, you know, as I continue through it, it's pretty good. I got in a couple episodes. Uh, I think there's another one out that I have to catch up on. But where I'm sitting at, I, I like kind of the, the jumping that they've done. So it really just like it watches like it reads to a degree. Um, so we're not always stuck in one person's spot. Uh, dude, the whole man who fell to earth part for Gandalf, man, you guys like that. I'm I'm stoked about like watching the whole like really start of Gandalf. So, like, you know, for those of you who don't realize, that guy, like, he's like the Methuselah of Lord of the Rings. Like, dude's been around a long time. So, like, it's kind of cool that, like, we, we do get, like, a character that we know and love, but we, we see him from a different point of view. So this is this is going to be good. Um, I'm also digging the story going on with the elves. Uh, just the fact that, like, she gets offered the chance to go to, you know, I mean, it's... It, it's utopia it's perfection it's heaven it's eternity you know and she denies it to go on this quest 
because she knows that evil's out there. And I think that that's like the biggest part is it's like that Kuliana right there, her recognizing that like now is not my time. I could ascend to what is essentially elf heaven and just like never come back. And it's like, no, the world needs me. And I really dig that, like to recognize one's responsibility and go for it. That that really speaks to me. So, so far, two major thumbs up on Lord of the Rings, Rings of Power on Amazon Prime. But that's She-Hulk, yo. Okay, so um, Madison, <laughs> dude, people are like so into her, like it being a part of the Wongverse now. I'm kind of, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if she shows up in the movies and we're going to see a lot more like celebrity cameos into the movies now. And I think that'll kind of replace the uh stan lee cameo factor because they need something like that so it's like why not just like have a cavalcade of rotating you know that's i'm sure that's why they brought back like you know matt damon and such for uh thor uh love and thunder but no she hulk man so um wong and his like i i dig the fact that we have like this ongoing story about him because it's like we haven't reached the end of Doctor Strange yet but like once we go back to the next movie it's going to be straight into like chaos because that's going to lead us I'm sure he's already disappearing off to a portion of the Infinity War and when he comes back he's been like I've seen things and that's what's going to happen you know so I kind of like the fact that in the meantime like we get this like other perspective from Wong not that that, like it actually sheds any light on that it just kind of lets us know that like the world's going on without Steven and so in in a funny way sometimes I'm I'm really digging this Ally McBeal like single female lawyer thing going on for Jen and um, it, and it, it shows how tough it is for her, uh, especially since she tries dating again now that she's She-Hulk and realizes that uh, she can't, she can't get a date as Jen, but she can get a date as She-Hulk. But then when she turns back into Jen, they don't, it's just a walk of shame and that's a shame in itself. So it's like, I mean, she's now starting to realize the dichotomy of being a Hulk and, you know, to a degree why, uh, you know, Mr. Hulk, her cousin, is uh, kind of a mopey butt sometimes about, like, the whole, like, responsibilities, superherodom, dealing with, you know, the two sides, merging them together, all that stuff. So I think she's starting to recognize that she has some of those in her own way, whether she wanted them or not. Um, If you guys haven't watched it yet, you should catch up. You don't really need the rest of the MCU to get down with this. So, again, much like some of the other Disney Plus stuff, you could be knowing about everything else going on. But you could really just watch down and enjoy this separately in pieces, however you like. And on that point, on to another Disney Plus choice because... That a Disney Plus day, D23 is going on. I swear, you know, I mean, I do like this stuff, but, you know, you got to get that SEO in there <laughs> just for them listens, bro. Um, but all joking aside, Pinocchio. Um, Tom Hanks can do no wrong. I'm going to start with that. All right. The Blue Fairy was blue. That's all we need to say about that. So if anybody's about heard about that one, get in line with all the people at the Lord of the Rings uh, complaining for him. Um, I thought Joseph Gordon-Levitt did a really good job at making his Jiminy Cricket voice work. 
um, they managed to miraculously find a child that could embody the like perfectly happy yet kind of like brand new level of annoying that makes Pinocchio's voice unique. Uh, Keegan Michael Key's performance as Honest John was pretty legit. I felt there could have been more in that case. I did like, I mean, they they changed a couple things with Pleasure Island, but then they made it in a way that like it like it's still nightmare fuel. It's not. It's a whole different type of nightmare fuel compared to like watching the movie, uh, the the animated. I mean, the OG. But yeah, I mean, uh, the whole the whole scenario with Lampy and, and turning into donkeys, you know, it was there. I felt that there were some cases where like they really need to take another pass at watching their animation because like I think they kind of like slopped parts of it together. I don't know. Maybe it's just because I have an overcritical eye, especially having started in like the OG like film editing days. Um, but that minor complaint aside, uh, they, you know, they did uh, try to make some iconic shots happen. I will have to say the whole exiting of Monstro, they did like their best to just emulate those shot for shot. So good on Zemeckis for making those choices there, I guess, or the DP or whoever, whoever made those good choices. Ooh, the art director was in charge of that. Please tell me who storyboarded that to make sure that happened. Good on you. Um, so there's, there's a lot of good shot for shots. Um, there, it's not that there's any real retconning to the story. Well, the Disney version, I guess, but they, they really lend themselves to making it digestible for every different type of person that may have come across a Pinocchio story or a story like it or the whole, you know you know, what is, what is a boy in, in humanity, et cetera. So I, I do like that. Um, my one jokey point I will have to make about it when they were exiting Monstro, all I could think of was that it was secretly a fever dream that Tom Hanks was having and he was still on the island and cast away. <laughs> but with that being said, I give it, I give it like one and a half thumbs up. I, I would just like use the fact that I'm, you know, a little double jointed there, and I'd just give you half a thumb. Uh, I mean, really, most of that thumb and a half comes from Tom Hanks. And even though that he wasn't in most of it because we was watching digitally animated boy the entire time, um, I, I got to say the marionette girl was a good touch. We had to, like, put something else in between there. She sewed up the relationships and the just – Pinocchio's recognizing the things that he has to do. I will have to say this version of Pinocchio versus the OG, I like him a little more because he's it's it's a little more sensible. It's not thinking that children are just like stupid and they're going to make bad decisions. So he's he's left with a few cases where he doesn't have Jiminy Cricket and he makes better decisions, I will say, compared to his OG counterpart. Not that like that Pinocchio didn't make worse decisions or anything. It was just that, like, I think for the writers of the time, the way that they, like, made better assumptions on the behalf of the spirit of the child, like, it plays out. So from a writer's perspective, I do like that evolution of uh, Pinocchio's character. So, okay, I'll give it two thumbs up. <laughs> and with that being said, uh, thank you guys uh, for listening every week. Thank you guys for coming back. 
Uh, sorry, I had to dip out, but so much is coming up. And I'm excited to say we're looking at a green light for a comedy series that I have spent the better part of the past two years trying to get up and going. Uh, knock on wood or laminate or whatever that is on this desk. Um, but it's called Moku Moku. I hope you guys are going to like it. We're going to go on a journey. We are going to go on a journey. And it's going to be funny. And it's going to be self-reflective. And it's going to be Hawaiian and local. And it's even going to play on Akaku. And I know what some of you guys are thinking. You're like, but nobody watches it, bro. But I'm going to tell you what. You're going to want to watch Akaku if this is going on there. All right. And then we're going to put it on Amazon. Don't worry. We've got a real distribution package to back it up. So everybody, even if you're not on Maui, but Maui gets it first. All right. Because I want to know. I want to be able to, like, walk the streets and they'd be like, bruh, you got it last week. That way, when it actually, like, goes online the next week, I don't have to sit there in anticipation and go, did I suck? Because everybody at home be like, bro, no, you pulled it off. And you guys are the only ones that care about your opinions. <laughs> at least until I know the rest of the world one day. But there's that and a super top secret movie, which, like, cross your fingers for me, guys. All right, I got to keep it under wraps now. But I can tell you it's got two of the coolest cats I have ever had the pleasure of working with before. Four and potentially like three other people I worked before, but that doesn't help you because there's just a weird pile of like so many people I work with repeatedly uh, because of my position and what I do. So you really can't figure it out, can you? <laughs> but you will soon, and I hope to say probably like like by by the time I have a Christmas episode, I can tell you what it is because it's gonna be so much fun. And uh, it's also going to bring some jobs to the island. And with that being said about Mokumoku, uh, you know how there was that job fair that I mentioned earlier at QKC. I can't be there for that, but I will tell you this. Any you cats that recently graduated from that UH film program, I would love some PAs, some key PAs. I even have some department lead and middle positions open. We love, 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 love to have you on crew. Anybody else that's looking for a paycheck with good hands and can be depended upon at all hours of the day for three and a half to four weeks, depending on if you got to work rapper pre-production, I got one job for you, bro. So hit me up through the show in the DMs or just personally on my own stuff. You know where I'm at. The links are in the show notes. And I love you guys. Aloha. <gasps>